So I'm Jazz. This is Ken. For those of y'all that don't know, we are married. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to plot, pray. You have to plot and pray. You just can't pray. Remember, God helps those who help themselves. Mm-hmm. We love Ken, but <laughs> we need to go back to work. We, we as friends. <laughs> you need to find something to do. Beautiful people, What's after an uh, unexpected hiatus, Welcome we are back. back. Welcome back. You know, we had some trials and tribulations, but, you know, we made it back. I mean, it was mainly my fault, but we here, though. Yeah, we are. Um, I will say, like, sorry, y'all, can being loud in the mic? It's sorry. like, it's if you're the echo, my bad. Hell, my, my voice echoes when it wants to Gary sorry but yeah we have some matter setbacks let's give some people some life updates of what's been going on so Labor Day weekend I had it all set for us to record like you heard record Labor Day weekend can be here for the long weekend we got this your boy fell through the ceiling he did after I, so <laughs> Saturday he was like doing like house stuff and I was just like well why don't you sit down relax as you're tired like just, just sit your ass down and he was like no I'm gonna do this I was like Ken we don't even have the fan in the mail yet like I just ordered it he was like, well, let me prepare for it when, when it does come. And I'm like, well, no, just sit down, relax. It's the holiday weekend. He didn't listen to me. Ladies. I'm sorry, men, when your ladies tell you to do something, listen to them. They're telling you this for a good reason. Mm-hmm. So, anywho, so he goes up in the attic. And then Ken, tell, tell the good people what happened when he went to that. Oh, wait, the reason why he was in the attic is because he tried to take out the, we have a cracked, I don't want to call it a ceiling fan um, box, but it was like a light fixture box. Whoever installed the fan installed it to the wrong type of mount. So that thing cracked, went to the attic to swap it out, and uh, slipped on some insulation. And his whole foot, his whole leg, yeah. fell through into my kitchen ceiling. And I was, I heard a loud boom. I'm sitting on the couch <laughs> enjoying. Yeah, I had the whole everyday weekend planned out. Me and Cameron going to watch movies, relax, might go out, you know, chill. No. Yeah, we was chilling after that, though. I heard a loud boom. I see all this insulation on the floor, and then I look up. This motherfucker put a damn hole in my ceiling. Damn, first, be all that. first thing I say to him, "Are you okay? Do I need to call nine one one?" Because I'm just happy that his whole body didn't fall through. Mentally, I was in the kitchen. Like I just, I, I, I <laughs> mentally, I was laying on the kitchen floor, and uh, <laughs> you know when I, you know, kind of processed everything, I was like, "All right, I'm still in the attic. All right, we're good." But I knew what I was laying on. I was like, maybe I ain't messed nothing up. Well, after, you know, I pressed myself up and look, and I'm like, we making eye contact. And I was like, you're not supposed to be able to see me right now. And I was like, shit. And I was like, are you okay? He was like, yes, fuck. So before he even comes downstairs, my project management mind goes into like, goes in 100%. I'm like, okay, I got a problem. I need a solution. I got to fix this. And so I call our contractor, Izzy. Shout out to Izzy. Saturday, Labor Day weekend. Remember that. Call him. He answers the phone. He's like, I bet it tomorrow. <laughs> Came out here Sunday on a Labor Day weekend and pretty much like patched it up. Yeah. Like drywall, patched it up, all that good stuff. So, yeah, like I was just really appreciative of that. Yeah, that was that was dope. That was nice of him too. Yeah, I wasn't expecting to spend money like that but we did yeah. so but ken has his had this his bruise is clearing up now because it's been <sighs> his bruise was looking like middle earth like like you're like you know lord of the rings mordor how it opens up whenever the ring like all the fire and like the eye that's what his bruise looked like more describe my leg as a globe that's what that's what it looked like mordor Damn. from the ring 
as we both sip our sparkling waters. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's essentially what happened like Labor Day weekend. Like I, we finally, the ceiling is, my kitchen's back to being where it needs to be now. Yeah, got the fan, conquered the fears, went back to the attic, got the fan installed. Uh, yeah, Ken did the, last weekend, Ken put the fan up there. And now I got a working fan in my kitchen, which I appreciate because it gets hot. It gets hot in there. Mm-hmm. So especially during the holidays when we have people over for the, like Thanksgiving, even for like for a game or whatever. Yeah, it's gonna need, get hot. Something to move the air it's gonna around. get hot in that kitchen. So you know, I, I've learned the uh, the body don't bounce back like it used to. Mm-mm. But uh, we had a it's like house uh, house project completed while also putting holes and stuff. But uh, you know, we had a. We here. We got it done. And then so like this weekend, so so my personal life update outside of Ken falling through a goddamn ceiling. Um, so I <laughs> remember I told you I was going back to school, get a second masters. Well, that shit ain't happening. I'm withdrawing this weekend. I'm I'm withdrawing today on Sunday. Only because the program is not what I thought it was gonna be about. I thought of the the subject matter is just didn't it didn't click. And I was stressing my life away. Like y'all I lost weight, I wasn't eating. There'd be some nights I have wine for dinner. Or a margarita for dinner, depending on what liquor I have in the house to calm my nerves. And yeah, and I just, this week I had like a two mental breakdowns because of school. And all my friends and my mom and dad were like, if this is not bringing you joy, you don't need to do it. Um, even my mom, because my mom's always like, you don't have to quit, da da da. But my mom was like, if, because after my mom's like health scare, she was like, if anything I've learned is if it doesn't bring you joy, you don't need to be doing it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't bring me joy. It didn't. It's not what I thought it was going to be. In the end of the day, it's not going to bump my pay. I mainly did it so I could work from home forever. Mm-hmm. But um, there are other jobs within my field that I can work from home from once I reach my retirement. Once I'm vested in my retirement at my current employer. But basically, what you thought, what you was told, what you was told it was going to be wasn't necessarily that. Not at all. And I was quite irritated by that. Like, I'm just like, how is this going to, how is the history in, of healthcare going to help me with what I want to learn? Like, I, like, I get it. But at the same time, it's like, I'm a working professional. I don't have time to be reading six or five articles plus three chapters every week. Like, I don't have time for that. Like, you, like I thought I did, especially with Ken not being here. Well, I have no distractions. No, after days of working sometimes, you just want to come home and do nothing. Yeah. The, uh, I remember having classes like that. It's like, you've got chapters of stuff to read. And it's like, man, what the hell did I just read? Because I've been daydreaming for like 10 pages. That part. And then even though there are some days I do work from home, I didn't want my work to slip. Mm-hmm. And I could see that happening where I, I prioritize my homework over my work. And that's something I didn't want to do. At the end of the day, I still got to eat. That is true. So And not eat alcohol. Yeah. yeah. But I lost like five pounds. And so I... That's, yeah. Stress inducing weight loss isn't. Uh, but when I'm stressed, I don't eat. Shit, I do like, I'm not a I'm not a stress eater. So, yeah. So yeah, I lost weight. I went to the doctor and they weighed me. I was like, God damn, I lost five pounds like in a month. I don't know how I did that. <sighs> and half the time I wasn't working out. Well, I didn't. I wasn't on the same workout regimen for like two weeks. Mm-hmm. So I knew this wasn't healthy. <laughs> and so yeah, so I officially withdrew. And another thing too that gets on my goddamn nerves. Tell One of my classmates, she calls me three to four times a day, even on the weekends about assignments. I'm like, girl, read. If I can read, you can read. Read. Tell them why you mad. Like, oh, that gets on my nerves. If y'all ever want to piss me off, call me three to four times a day. On people that can, on people that, that can do that are my parents. Well, family, obviously. 
people in my close close friend circle and we text like we text all day we don't call don't call me no three to four times a day if you call me more than once like back to back somebody better be bleeding or on their way to some trauma annoying and then also on the weekends why are you calling us school work on the weekends like leave me the fuck alone i have a life especially on a saturday that's another thing too i just want to live my life i'll be 34 this year okay i'm trying to travel see the world maybe make a baby the next two years i don't know shit kids are expensive um but yeah that's really what i'm trying to do mm-hmm. and i'm glad and this weekend kind of helped me with that epiphany a little bit because i it was uab black alumni weekend shout out to chase and miles and like the whole black alumni crew had a great time this weekend my girls came in town autumn and arissa <laughs> my sister wives they yeah, came in town. They, they came in town and i had a fucking blast friday i had so much fun like I, I y'all, I put on makeup. I got dressed. I had on heels. I did my hair. Like your girl was cute to the nine, okay. And my calves. Let me tell y'all something. My calves were on point in my heels. Like you couldn't tell me shit. But yeah, we had a good time though. We went out to um. So shout out to Miles. He had like a mixer before like the actual club. I stayed at the house. Yeah, can't stay at the house, which, which was fine. Next, this is, Ken says this all the time, but next year he's I going out. I got so next year, but. Next year he's going out with us because I am I got so tired of being like, hey, big kid. I got so tired of hearing, hey, big kid, how you been? How's this? How's that? And I'm just like. Hey, big kid. I'm like, where the hell am my husband at? Because I just need, <laughs> I, need, I need some blockers. <laughs> I need some blockers here. But, um, but yeah, Miles had a really nice mixer. It was so good. Uh, free liquor, you know. Good top shelf. Shots all around. And it was a good chill vibe. Like, I guess because we're all in our 30s, a good chill vibe is what you need in your life right now. And we Good s- comfy chair. Yes. Com- comfy shoes. And then we went to we went to Casanova that night, like after the mixer. We got a section because we're in our 30s. We don't stand. We sit. I worked too damn hard to stand. So that was fun. I had a good time there. Saw some people I ain't seen in a while. Everybody was like, you going out tomorrow? No, nigga. This is like the only time y'all will see me out and about. And it was so funny because everybody was like, where you living at now? Still in Birmingham. I ain't left. <laughs> what? I don't be seeing you out. Why the fuck would I be going out to the same clubs that we go to maybe once, twice a year here in Birmingham? I'm good. Well, that and also like just free time. That part. Free time, I'm chilling. I'm at the house watching a movie and we can we ordering DoorDash. Yep. Okay. That to me to me that's a good time. That is a great time. Putting on my cheetah print moo moo. <sighs> Hair wrapped up, glasses on, <laughs> ordering DoorDash, ordering some CERN from DoorDash, or either some cookies from DoorDash, something, and then yeah. and going to the ABC store, have my own liquor, have my own, but I ain't got to pay. Man, what? Speaking of my own liquor, so the section came with a bottle of alcohol. It came with I think like two bottles, I believe. Now I've been one bottle and and one bottle in the mixer because it was six people in each section. Mm-hmm. We had drank so much at the mixer, we really didn't even touch the alcohol in the section. Mm-hmm. And there was a whole bottle of Don Julio, like good Don Julio. What was it again? It was it was it was in the darker bottle. It was the Añejo. Yes, Don Julio An Anejo, Anejos, whatever. <laughs> and so you, it was close. And so Autumn was like, we got to take this home with us. I said, yes, we do. So let me tell you what I did, y'all. Listen, I don't care. Any, y'all can judge me. I don't care. But I ain't feeling no free liquor go. We already paid for it. So I might as well take it home with me. And I'm so happy I had a flowy dress on. Oh, my goodness. So I, had, so I hiked my dress up, right? Put it, like, 
in like in my panties, but like on like the panty part where like my thigh touches the panties or whatever. Big draws. First of all, I didn't even have on big draws. Victoria's <laughs> Secret panties just be stretching. Big draws. Victoria's Secret panties stretch. So it, it was my black lace panties too. So they were stretching that night. Um, <laughs> then that's, and that's probably how I know I lost weight because my panties just fit big on me now. But so yeah, I slide the Don Julio <laughs> in my panties. And I and I hold my purse like on my side of me to keep it from like slipping from underneath me. As I'm trying to walk out, people are like dapping me up, telling me bye. I'm like, God damn, they only got one goddamn hand. Like I can't keep do. I have to hold one hand for this bottle don't slip out. Would have been even funnier or even more awkward is if someone would have hugged you. You hugged them and that thing like just slid out. Oh, that shit would have been. We so ain't funny. hugging nobody. COVID's still out here. That is very true. So. Oh, and before that, no, oh, yeah. So I made it out the club with the bottle. The bottle is now in our home. So shout out to that. And so I'm laughing because before we even made it to the club, so in between the mixer and the club, you know, I'm feeling great, feeling good. Everybody's like, oh, your makeup look good. I was like, even the dudes was like, you did, you did that makeup. I was like, thank you, thank you, da da da. Like, yeah, we need recognize you. You looking cute, which got me thinking, how the fuck I look without makeup on? So about we need recognize you. Damn. I was like. <laughs> but anywho so anyway so between the mixer and so now we're walking to the car leaving the mixer i had to, had to back up a little bit y'all walk to the car i grab the door handle of narissa's car somehow my foot slipped and i fell in the streets of birmingham and there was mm. a puddle so i fell in the water in oh. the streets of birmingham mm. y'all when i got my and this homeless man was like are you okay and I said, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, I got up. I got this massive bruise on my left thigh. But it's okay, though. But I made it. And it, it didn't and it didn't ruin the night. So I was like, whew, praise God. Mm-hmm. God don't like you talking about his cheering. Oh, talking about you, yeah, how you fell? I yeah, I was just like, shit. But thank God I didn't follow that bottle of Don Julio in my day. <laughs> because that would have been awkward. <laughs> I, that's hilarious. I still can't believe you. I mean, I appreciate you because it was good. But it's just funny the fact that it's like. But the fact just... that my friends are down for the shenanigans, because <laughs> Autumn was like, "We gotta take this home with us." I said, "Girl, give it to me. I can figure this out." Let me tell you something: if something needs to be taken, I'll take that shit. If, if I already paid for it, oh, it's coming home with me. What would they do with unopened bottles of alcohol? I don't know, because well, it was open. Like we had like That's one or two saying. shots. Like when you have things, they, well, like, they probably just put it back and use it for the next event. It's alcohol. Ew. Think about like bars and lounges we go to. You think like they use up all that expensive liquor at one time? But no, pouring but your I'm drinks? saying like you have a controlled. I'm gonna say quote unquote controlled environment with the bartenders. Like it's not just the general public. It's alcohol. Alcohol kills germs themselves. So I think they just like put it back into the back. Mm. But I had a good time though. Like because I was, I was, I was. Bouncing between sections or whatever between the section that we had paid for, and then shout out to First Fam, hung up with the Alphas. I was called Ancient by our friend Dustin. Cool, cool. He was like, "We're old, but y'all are ancient." Yeah. And he was like, "But y'all don't." He was like, "But y'all don't age though." And I was like, "Good save," because I almost because <laughs> I almost called your brother Douglas. Okay, <laughs> calling us ancient. But then shout out to uh, Jay Wood. He goes, "Yes, we might be ancient, but there were some fossils in there too." Oof. Which he was not lying. He was not lying. I was like, some of y'all is old. Like y'all are old, old. Like hey, they, I'm like, I feel like your kids are in middle school. Everybody good for uh, down for a good turn up. Some of them, and had some kids. of them might have been. But you know what? They this was their one night, was one a, weekend. It was their one weekend to be out and about, and it was so funny. They found them a babysitter, and they was like, we finna have some we fun. We finna have some fun. 
And I appreciate some of y'all bringing your wives out this time. Appreciate Damn. that. That was nice. That was lovely. That was cute. Damn. I like that. Damn. But yeah, but I can't talk. My husband didn't come out with me, but that was by his choice. I told him he needed to come out. Yeah. I really did. And I was in the back of my mind, I thought about going to the game, tailgating, but Ken was like, I don't want to go. And I was like, and I'm not one of those people that want to stay at the game the whole time. And I just like, I just needed Ken to go with me so that way I can stay and we can leave like halftime. <laughs> well, I didn't plan on going, but I wasn't feeling well either. He wasn't. He had gave himself food poisoning. So, Kim has had a rough two weeks. Yeah, yeah, it's been rough. Except this mercury grade in September has been whooping, been my, whooping ass. my ass. Like, I just can't. But it did say for Capricorns in Taurus, but more specifically Capricorns, that, like, this retrograde was going to pretty much, pretty, like, reveal to you and help you see, like, your path and also, like, help you release control and get rid of things that weren't valuable to your life. And I was Man, like, look this, at this. This shit on some bullshit. I know that. Mm-mm. Yeah, I definitely. Oops, I'm just dropping stuff. Yeah, that's what caught my attention. But just from, I'll say from the past couple of weeks, everything it's been life is life has been lifing. Life has been lifing. Okay, it has been lifing its ass off for us. But also, I will say, compared to other people, life has been pretty good for us. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not it's bad. Just, it's uh, just inconveniences. But that's part. Yeah. That's pretty much part of life. It's, it is what it is. It is what it is. Sometimes you just got to roll with the punches and go with it. Yeah, you ain't got no other choice. You really don't. You can just sit down. You can just lay down and take it or actually like do something about it. Yeah, but you know everybody processes stuff differently. And they process their stuff on their own time. So, eventually they're going to they gonna get up at some point. They are. They'll get up at some point. But I do want to kind of... Because we were supposed to record Labor Day weekend, like I said. That was a good weekend because... You know, we had sports, you know, sports are back. Well, for me, Formula One has always been back, but like y'all's little football, handball sports. Handball. It's to me, it's handball because it should not have been called football because y'all technically throw in the throw ball. That's, that's what it should be called. In my mind, you just want to say sports ball. Anyway. <laughs> no, but it is a sports ball sport. So a sports ball sport. It is. It really is. But no, but I definitely um want to get into kind of into formula one like i said our life hasn't been as hard as other people mm. compared to some of our favorite racers shit has been hard oh yeah they've been going through it they've been going through it right now in formula one my favorite driver well my second favorite driver he's not my number one um but my second favorite driver daniel ricardo is out of formula one yeah he I'm, will he, not I'm, have a seat next yeah, year no, he, don't he and I, that's so sad because he to me brings the light of he's like the He's very likable. He's very likable. Like every team loves Daniel and he is like the smile of the sport. He he brings the laughter, the smile. Yeah, the personality. Yes. And I'm gonna miss that next year. Um, so it's gonna be weird not rooting for the honey badger. And I'm so mad because I actually have like his actual signed autograph (laughs) from when I went we went to the Canadian Grand Prix, which we're going back next year, bought tickets. That was a heartache. That was a that that was held in a handbasket. But I, but I think his issue was a matter of how he left Renault. Mm-hmm. I think it's so. For those that don't know, Daniel Ricardo raced for Red Bull, and he's like an early on in his career. He left Red Bull because he saw that the team was getting ready to essentially centralize itself around Max, the younger, mm-hmm. newer driver. Yeah, he left Red Bull, went to Renault. The funny thing is, though, Renault made Red Bull's engines. And Red Bull was terminating their contract with Renault because yeah. their engines kept blowing out and causing like DNFs for Red Bull. Mm-hmm. And everybody thought it was funny that he would go to the team that essentially was. Yeah, he complained the about he complained the, about the the 
the he complained about the engines, but then went to the team that supplied the engine. Yes. And so and Daniel had an amazing career at Renault. He had like win, like he actually won a Grand Prix with Renault, but then he pulled some slick shit behind their backs. A seat opened up at McLaren, which is his current team now. Jump ship with the quickness. He jumped ship. I think he was on with Renault for a year because he had like a two-year contract. Yeah. He was on with them for a year, and they were getting ready to pretty much. They're, they were they were getting ready to essentially centralize the team around Daniel. They were getting ready to make Daniel their golden boy. But he left. Dip. Dip. Didn't tell nobody at Renault. Like, pretty much stuff was going on behind the scenes, and McLaren snatched him up, paid him. Like, he, he has a very high contract. Fast forward two years later. He is now with McLaren, and McLaren pretty much pulled the same shit with him. Yep. Daniel has one more year left on his contract with McLaren. He was supposed to not, he was supposed to, his contract was supposed to go up 2023. Mm-hmm. Really technically like the end of season 2023. But instead, because they're saying that Daniel isn't performing how they thought he would, even though Daniel is the only driver, only McLaren driver, I think maybe since what, Alonzo or Lewis to win an actual Grand Prix. Yeah. It's either Alonzo or Lewis was the, was the last one. I want to say Lewis. Was the I want to la- say it was. It might have been Alonzo, which, but I can't remember. It's been a long fucking it's been, it's time been a while. since McLaren won a Grand Prix, and Daniel did it with them in Monza la- last year. Yeah, that's only because ugh, Max put his tire on the back of Lewis's head. We ain't even talk about that because that shit still pisses me off. Yeah, but so, but you know details. So Daniel is the only McLaren driver. I want to say since maybe like we said, either Lewis or Alonzo to win a Grand Prix for that team. Lando, they're a pretty bo- they're a prize they're a prize boy. He's young. He's young, but he still ain't performing like how they thought he would be performing. He, he got could close. have he could he have won so close. last year in Russia at Sochi Grand Prix. Could, had he in the rain, he had he listened to his team and said, Hey, he was he was leading the Grand Prix. He was out there. And his team was like, Hey, come in and we gotta change these tires out. No, no, my tires are fine. As soon as he said that, that man hit downpour. A, that man, it started downpouring, and he hit a patch, and he spun out, and wound up, I think, finishing seventh or eighth. Yeah. And Lewis, that that's how Lewis got his one hundredth win mm-hmm. was in Sochi. I hate that it happened like that way, but yeah. Now the brick got taken out, so the brick could win. But yeah, I mean, hey, but you, the, you gotta, that's it, that's the thing. Teamwork. And so Daniel really has, and then also the thing about Daniel is Daniel had COVID in the beginning of the season. People seem to forget that. So he didn't get a chance to test the car mm-hmm. because he was sick with COVID. Like he missed all the beginning stuff. But the car still isn't. Uh... Well, you know what, though? We should have foreshadowed this when he wasn't in any of the team pictures this year. Remember that? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Because yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah, he had COVID. And so that's not fair. Daniel never got a chance to really learn the car when everybody else learned their cars during practice sessions, during testing, because he had COVID. Right. So, and, and it's a doggy dog world in Formula One. It's very, like, treacherous and tough and just very seedy. Let me add a little caveat to that. And the, the, one of the other reasons why mm. not testing is is important because the cars changed. Mm-hmm. So, it wasn't like. Oh, yeah. These are brand new style of cars this year. Style. Everybody's still learning these cars. The tires change. Yep. The floor. Like, all that stuff has changed so in the car. 100% brand new car. And Daniel's an understeerer. And this car, and these cars aren't under, they're not meant for people who under who understeer. Yeah. So that's it. And all of this got started because of Alonzo. Damn, look at you. 
Yeah. I said, I was like, hmm, I ain't even know that. Well, I watched a lot of these interviews. Like I said, Daniel's my second favorite racer, so I'm going to know everything about this man, okay? <laughs> um, but no, and then so all this got started because Alonzo announced. Wait, no, no, wait, rewind this back. Sebastian Vettel. Sebastian Vettel announced that he was retiring. The video made it seem like he was going to tell us about climate change and how mm-hmm. we need to just stop eating meat or some shit like that. He but started a Game of Thrones type of... He did, because it was in black and white. <laughs> and he sat down in a chair. Like, I feel like I going to get lectured to. But no, so he decided to retire, yep. which I get. Because, I mean, honestly, his career wasn't the same since, since he left Red Bull. Ferrari, maybe, but Ashton Martin just killed that shit. And I blame... I definitely get, uh, I'm just out here to have fun vibes. Essentially, because he, he's won four, well, he's, he's a four-time champion in the sport. Yeah, but he won his things with Red Bull. Yeah. Red Bull. He's like, Red Bull. Is he our age or is he younger? He, I think Bell's like our age. Or maybe okay. one year younger. He just looks super old. No, he's one year younger than he's he's younger than us. Yeah. But um but yeah, so he decided to announce his retirement. Okay. Oh, there's nothing that pissed me off. McLaren made Daniel release a statement saying that oh, he yeah. is not leaving McLaren. He's happy where he is staying. Now that was bullshit because months <laughs> later they go behind his back and grab um, a reserve driver. A reserve driver. The team that used to be Renault. Yes, Alpine. Alpine. So now remember, catch up. Daniel used to race for Renault, left their asses on some slick shit for McLaren. Mm-hmm. Renault has now been named, has now been renamed Alpine. Mm-hmm. More on that in a second. So now, Alonzo, who is like 41, he's the oldest person in the sport. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't there, then Lewis would be the oldest person. But Alonzo races for Alpine. Alonzo saw an opportunity, came out of fucking nowhere. Like, nobody saw this coming. Alonzo said, I'm leaving. Alpine didn't even know this was happening. He said, well, I'm leaving Alpine and going to Ashton Martin. Everybody said, the fuck? Like, how did this happen? Again, a lot of backdoor deals are going around in Formula One. So, with that being said, now this leads to open seat in Alpine. Alpine's like, oh, okay, we'll just fill it in with our reserve driver, Oscar Piastri. They made this announcement. This motherfucker, Oscar Piatri. He said, I don't know. Uh, who is this? He made an Instagram slash Twitter statement said, I'll wake up and see that y'all said that I have signed my contract with Alpine. That's not true. I am not signing to anybody. And that's because Zach Brown, the CEO of the McLaren sports team, scooped this nigga up to replace Daniel without Daniel even knowing. knowing. That's the shit that pissed me off. The drama. And Alpine at this point is like, man, we might just get rid of our reserve driver program as, program as a whole. Yes. And so that leaves other drivers at risk of not getting a seat anymore. But so, yeah, so now Alpine has a slot to fill. Now, Daniel probably will not because, again, Alpine used to be known as Renault. And the owner of the team is still there, but mm-hmm. under Alpine, they were like, we like Daniel, but that relationship might not us, be you sour. Us. So now Alpine is looking at getting my third favorite driver, Pierre Gasly, who I think will do wonders for Alpine because I think he's an amazing driver. And I just don't want him under the rule of Red Bull anymore because I just feel like they don't know how to really nurture him and really like. They don't recognize his talent like how the rest of us do. <laughs> so I love Pierre. So I want Pierre at Alpine. Now, Daniel will not go to another. Now, he could possibly go to AlphaTauri if AlphaTauri loses Gasly, Pierre. But I don't think Daniel would do that. But AlphaTauri, I think they just signed Nick DeVries. They did. 
So yeah. So yeah. So Daniel doesn't unless he wants to go to house. The Jew. But they can't afford him though. The, That's the problem. They can't. They can't afford that twenty million dollar salary. The drama. And I blame Netflix. The drama. I blame Netflix for all of this. <laughs> the I blame. Drama. So if y'all don't know, Drive to Survive show on Netflix. That's pretty much how most of the world got into Formula One. And it kind of took off. And mm-hmm. I really think that's the reason why ticket prices are so high right now because of because of drive to survive. No, the, the Formula One is not a cheap uh It's not a cheap sport. It's not a cheap sport. I think because we're going to Canadian Grand Prix, we're sitting in the same section that we sat in last year. And the tickets were like five hundred dollars total for two for three days. But it's the whole weekend. There's two of us and it's like five hundred bucks. Thank God the Canadian dollar is like not as much as the American dollar, because once I bought the tickets, they converted from Canadian to American dollars. So I was like, okay, this ain't that bad. It's not that bad. I can do this. Yeah, but uh, yeah, this this is probably this has been the most drama filled season that I've seen since obviously last year with the way last year ended. And but. it sucks that like you know Mercedes is not on top like how they used to be. Um, Max will actually win the championship the right way this is like versus some, by a technical error. It's like some Alabama Georgia type shit. It is some crazy <laughs> shit that's happening in Formula One, and I love the sport. I do. I just hate all the drama surrounding the sport. Like, but I it just, makes it entertaining. I but just, at the same time, it's like the drama to me over. Ooh, shit, sorry. The drama to me overlaps mm. the sport. Hey man, unless you know, rich people still petty too. Very petty. Rich people petty. Poor people petty. Uh, people in between you petty. Yeah, but that's like my little rant though. With um, but you know, I'm still rapping for Lewis, sir. Lewis Hamilton. I'm still rapping for him. Okay, love that man. He but this is, this ain't Mercedes season. This ain't Mercedes season. This ain't Next year, all. everybody has an off season. Tom Brady had an off. All the greats have an off season. You can't stay on top forever. That's hard. True. You got to get knocked down and realize like how humble you are and how good you are. Mm-hmm. And we all know how good Lewis is. This last race, this man started on the back of a grid in a sorry ass car. That's gotten much better and finishing fourth. Now his team did fuck him in Spa. No, they no, it wasn't Spa. It was uh safety cars haven't really been. No, a no, he, no, 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 no. He got fucked when when George went ahead and changed his oh, tires yeah, out a, and he was, on, was leading that, the was race. That Monza. No, no Monza, just, Monza, Monza, Monza just happened. Yeah, Spa. It was Spa. The, the Red Bull Ring. It was Spa. The Dutch Grand Prix. It was Spa. The Dutch Grand Prix. He got DNF, I think, because no, no, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was Dutch. Because I was like, look at Lewis. He could possibly win in in Max's home home stadium. That would be glorious. Yeah, but that shit did not happen. It didn't happen because his team fucked him. And then I just. But there's also some shady, shady shit that happened. What? Uh, it was and fuck George. Okay. <laughs> I went talking about George. I was talking about Yuki. Yeah, yeah, yes. That was some shady shit. We need to investigate that. And I was so mad at Mercedes. I literally at Mercedes on Twitter. And I was like, at Mercedes, at George. I literally. You was in your big feelings. I had all of them. And I was just like, don't you forget who made your team. Lewis is the reason. Because Mercedes sucked before before before, before Lewis got there. Okay. That was a part of McLaren. Yeah, but they weren't doing what they needed to be doing. When Lewis got there, they started winning. And remember, remember, everybody told Lewis, why are you going to Mercedes? Why are you leaving? Why are you going over there? The team, he was like. Technically, McLaren ain't been the same since, if you want to think about it. Ever since Lewis left, McLaren's not been the same. Mm. And they all got Mercedes engines. So tell me, what's the difference? Yeah. So I, I literally added, I added Mercedes and I said, don't forget who got you to where you are. Don't forget that. Oh, you got George's new boy? Bullshit. I don't give a fuck. Lewis is the reason why y'all got eight constructors. Okay, seven-time world champion right there. For, it should have been eight. Uh, 
uh, just Ferrari. It's like, bro, y'all, y'all are the Dallas Cowboys of this shit. But yes, I definitely, um, definitely just uh, I can't. But you know, they got a break. I can't wait to see them in Singapore. They're going to be in Asia, Singapore, then Japan, then they come to Texas. So October's a big I just Formula say, One month. I just got to say, Honda and did their thing. Next year, that'll be our year. Mercedes will be back on top. You'll see. Only reason, only reason why Honda's doing what they're doing now is because they poked Mercedes' top engineers. No, no, no. I'm, I'm talking about just drivetrain-wise. I'm just saying, because Lewis even said, oh, they got, I forgot the person they said, he's designer, he's, he's, he's designer Mercedes' car, so of course I know they got a good car. Yeah. And essentially, Honda's pretty much running number six. Was it the W13? That was called last year, W12. The, mm, shit. I think it was the W12 last year. Okay, that's all, that's all Honda running, a W12. This with Honda. You talking about Red Bull. Yeah, Red Bull, Honda, same damn thing. No, it is okay, not. Okay, I'm sorry, Red Bull. Red Bull <laughs> is essentially running the W13. Yeah. That's all they're running. So. They they got a different floor, and that, that shit apparently works out. Mm, whatever. Fuck Red Bull. And it's only just because of Horner. Like, I can't stand. That man, no, uh, that him and uh, Hel- Helmet, him Helmet. And Helmet Marco. Yes, because Helmet Marco literally made these racist statements about 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 um Perez and Perez literally could have beaten Max several times. I see they fuck with that man's engine because I'd never forget. I talked to the engineers of Red Bull because they were staying in the same hotel as us. Light flex. And I was just like, oh, hey, Callan, who is the only black guy on the damn team because you can recognize him drive survive. Like he just stands out. (laughs) And so I was like, oh my God, y'all introduced for Red Bull. I love what y'all do. And I was like, I don't like Max. I don't fuck with Max. I'm I'm a Sir Lewis kind of person. But Perez is my guy. And they were like, oh, yeah, Perez could actually win it this season. He really could. So let me just – so it tells me they fucking with Perez's car. And also, um, Helmet had talked about how Perez was South American. He is from Mexico. Those are two different fucking countries. Two, South, South, South America is a goddamn continent. He is not from there. He's from North America, to be hey, more precise. Don't folks don't care, man. Don't even get me started. But as y'all can tell, Formula One is my sport. It will always be my sport. That's my new that that is that is it. I'm I just glad it. you finally know what it feel like for the team that you cheer for to take a L. You can't do shit about it. Now I know how you Alabama fans be feeling when Auburn beat y'all every now and then. Not I mean, Auburn fans, y'all just used to losing. So no, I wouldn't say all that. But it's just Y'all used to be mediocre. Auburn God fans are damn. Nah, yeah, I mean, I can't, I, can't even, talk. I can't let you get away with that one. I nah. can't talk. I went to fucking UAB. You know how long it is since we won? Like, the fact that we're actually winning shit now, I'm not used to that. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit, because I went when I was at UAB, the football team would lose and still be in the club partying. Like, they just won a championship. Yeah. But nah, it's, uh, man, was it was it last weekend? No, the weekend before that, the, uh, the, uh, the Dutch Grand Prix. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you came here changing the channel. I was, I was like, oh, I was watching that. We're not watching. I was that. like, I was like, we don't watch this shit no more. <laughs> I was like, fuck, Mercedes. I was so uh, mad. Like, I think I was even more. I was upset. on the phone, and he was like, bro, what she mad at? I said, bro, she watched the race. I said, oh. she finally know what it feel like for your team to lose and not be able to do nothing about it. Speaking of, how your Saints doing? Pretty well, apparently. Oh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Speaking of them Saints, they definitely do. <laughs> Let me tell you something about last Sunday. The Falcons gonna Falcon, okay? Oh, they sure did. Because I'm, as y'all know, I'm from Atlanta. I still have the same. I still have my 404 area code on my cell phone. Um, so I haven't been a Falcons fan since Michael Vick left. But and that's how that's been a long ass time. Well, he, technically, he didn't leave. He was, he, he was, he was, yeah. I again, I didn't like how they did Michael Vick that way. But that's the reason why I've been a Falcons fan. So I 
when they when they were playing the Saints, I was like, oh shit, season opener, Falcons versus Saints. This usually don't happen until like you know, mm-hmm. not this early in the season anyway. And they're playing in Atlanta, and I was like, dang, the Falcons winning. Okay, fourth quarter. I don't know what the hell happened. Atlanta had a Super Bowl flashback, <laughs> and I was just like, well, shit. I'm this is Atlanta going to Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta, Atlanta, and it's uh. Atlanta, Atlanta in an Atlanta type of way. Mm-hmm. Surprised that she ain't in like Urban Dictionary or some shit now. Atlanta in? Yeah. Look at them Atlanta doing that whole Atlanta thing again. But it's Speaking so- of Atlanta, they also have like, the worst. Did you know I blame this on? That damn new intro song. That you, in the, y'all, in the, no, who the hell told y'all Rotimi. to hire Rotimi? I'm just like, out of all the Atlanta rap, you can just throw a stone. You could, you could get an Atlanta rapper. Yeah. So, but somebody said the feds got these rappers not even one to rap about the Falcons. <laughs> yeah, all them people in Atlanta, y'all found somebody that's not sure from the I'm pretty sure T.I. would have definitely done it if y'all just called Tip. Jeezy, 2 Chainz, Ludacris. Big Boy. Big Boy. Hell, I feel like three stacks would have came out of retirement and gave y'all a fucking verse if you asked him. Mm. Uh, CeeLo, uh, Jazzy J. Killer Mike. Like, Killer Mike. Y'all, somebody would have gave y'all. Hell, if y'all even want an R&B vibe, Monica, Escape, Usher. I mean, y'all could have gotten anybody. Any, and this is just little baby. And, and I'm just naming old school rap, not old school, but you know, like people the, that we know, people yes. that the, the general public might know. And the newer rappers, like the like little baby, Twenty One Savage, Lotto, like y'all could. I'm trying to imagine Twenty One Savage on the intro, and I'm just like, oof. not not in a bad way, <laughs> but I'm just like, mm, this one might not be safe for TV. <laughs> But um, but no, but y'all could have got anybody, and y'all do this. How you could have got um, I'm a red of the great. So JID was like, for real, we was here. Like everybody was in. Everybody in Atlanta was like, the fuck. It's probably you know what, the Falcons will probably have the worst season of their lives because of that. All I'm seeing is the color purple till you do right. By me, yes, I see. That's what's gonna happen with the Falcons. Yep, no. But see, no, I definitely New Orleans. They get New Orleans folks. <laughs> They, they have, do. They have flag boy and fiend. And I also feel like Manny Fresh be doing y'all's beats for y'all intros. So I'm just saying, like, just this, that was stupid. It's still crazy to me that the track they play whenever the Saints score is the Yin Yang Twins. Yin Yang Twins could have done it for the Falcons. God <laughs> damn, Soldier Boy. He could have said he'd been the first to do Bow it. Bow Wow. He'd have been the first to do it for him. And that was not even from Atlanta, but he repped it hard as hell because he lives there. Yeah. Jermaine do fucking freak and did the beat. I'm sorry. I'm just literally coming up with like all these people. Metro booming. Like, I'm just, I'm sorry. This is just bothering. Yeah, you really upset? Y'all could have called because I'm thinking about it now. Like, I'm, I didn't put too much thought behind it, but yeah, now I'm they like, really went and uh, honestly, Quavo and Takeoff could have done this because you know, now they're Honcho and Unk and, Unk and Honcho or whatever Unk now. Neff. Yeah, Unk and Neff now. They could have, they could have done this. Like I'm actually, really, I, I probably I could hear Quavo doing. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like I just don't understand the. Mar- you know what? They have white folks in the marketing department because a young black person had been like, um. How do no. they contact Rotimi? Of all the motherfucking people, like he ain't from there. He he was like, y'all don't blame me for this. <laughs> he made a whole Instagram video about that after the Falcons lost. He's like, no, I ain't do that. I ain't do this. He said, "Hey man, they saw they hired me. I did it. We good. But don't don't put this on me." Essentially, he was like, "I was getting the bag, okay." Speaking of getting the bag, I watched the um, – oh, this is what happened Labor Day weekend because I want to talk about Omarion and B2K because B2K was on oh, Drink, yeah. Champs. Drink Champs. As I'm trying to watch B2K, that's when Ken's leg went through the ceiling. My bad. So I want to talk about 
B2K and Drink Champs and how essentially, you know, Marion was on Breakfast Club this week. Marion was here this week. Yeah, he was here Friday. He was in Birmingham Friday on his book tour yeah. by his being unbothered shit. But from what I'm from what I'm understanding, Omarion is the problem. <laughs> okay, Omarion. I mean, yeah, Fizz also fucked up by sleeping with April, and we all knew that was like some. And, and Fizz apologized. He goes, "As a man, I have to own that. That I was that was on some getting back shit." And he, that's damn, bro. That's, yeah, that's, that's a different type of petty. And even Omarion called. He was like, "Yeah, you apologized to me, but I mean that I'm not going to forget that." Right. And. It was just crazy to me how essentially the group broke up because Fizz slept with a girl that Amarion liked. He wasn't talking to the girl. He just liked the girl. He was like, this is one of the girls that's be on tour. He was like, and I'm weekend, Nori. Noriego. Nori. Nori. He was like, oh, one of the dancers? They were like, nah, it's a girl that be on tour. And they were trying not to say groupie or whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, so he was like, nah. Girl be on tour. This is girls be on tour. <laughs> <laughs> and he was like, I'm like, I appreciate them trying to be respectful or whatever. But... Yeah, so he um yeah slept with a girl that he liked that Amarion Fizz slept with a girl that Amarion liked, and Amarion said that hurt me, bro. That hurt me as they're in, as they're sitting down at Applebee's discussing how they're gonna leave. Damn <laughs> Applebee's, like, fucking Applebee's. But um, would it have been better if he said chilies or I Red Lobster? It been better if he said Olive Garden. Had he said Olive Garden, I would have been like I would have respected that a little bit more. But yeah, so apparently the group discussed, you know, leaving management at Applebee's. Amarion went back, snitched, told, told on them, and Amarion got his solo deal. Fizz had already had a solo deal prior to the group being together in Amarion, but because of technicalities, they had to shelve any of the projects mm. because of that. So Fizz had to sit still for 10 years. 10 years? 10 years after the group broke up. He had to sit Ten still. 10 years? Yeah. I was like, nigga, I'm like, you did, didn't did, they break up in like 2004? They broke up and my going into my senior year. No, going to my freshman year of high school. So, yeah, 2003, 2004. God damn. 2004, they broke up because I saw them in the Scream Tour 3 in 2003. Like, I'm trying to think 2003 to 2004 to 2013, 2014 he, is a long he had to time. Sit, yeah, he had to sit still. That is a long time. And Amarion brought Fizz on to Love and Hip Hop because Amarion needed a storyline. He needed a connection. And that's oh, how they Fizz. Got, they got one, right? This is before him in April. I, I hate that I know this. But um, yeah, so Marion, so Marion brought Fizz on to do Love and Hip Hop, and then once Marion, and then also Fizz is the one that told him you need to get. He said, "What's supposed to be? Not supposed to be." I know what you're talking about. And yeah, so he was like, Fizz is the one that told him, you know, like this is the producer you should get for this. Oh, this song is hot. You know, you need to get so and so on here. Da da da. So he got Janae Iko on there. He got Chris. But Omarion was like, hey, Fizz, can you come with me to Chris Brown to get this deal done? You know, they be smoking weed and shit. That ain't my, that ain't my kind of flow. He was like, yeah, I, I wrote You said, I need somebody to do the drugs for me. Yes, essentially. <laughs> so he went over there and that's like, got Chris Brown on the track. Fizz was like, but when that shit dropped, like was supposed to be came out, he didn't hear from him again. And he stopped doing Love and Hip Hop because, you know, he essentially was back on his shit. And Fizz said it's like that all the time. He calls you when you need him, and when he when he, when he gets what you need from you, he goes ghost. Yeah. And then he started dogging love and hip hop. Fizz was like, "You the reason why you you brought me on here because you needed a storyline." Yeah. So, but yeah, it was a lot. Not oops, shit. And I love B two K. I love B two K. I because of them, I I got a subscription to Word Up Damn. magazine. Like I had changed, I changed the posters out in my room every month. So, Damn. yeah, I remember when they broke up, like I remember watching one, you know, leaving school, going home, watching 106 in Park. And it was like they broke up. I was like, I mean, I don't really care. But I was like, 
Damn, why y'all seem so sad? I was so hurt. I was so hurt about that. But um, but yeah, so anyway, Omarion was on Breakfast Club this week talking about his book. And they asked him about like April and all that stuff. And he was like, that kind of damaged the relationship between him and April a little bit. But April lived her best life dating Tay Diggs now. Like she upgraded. <laughs> she upgraded. And then, um, but he, but Marion was talking about how he's not really that bothered by it. And this, and I'm, I'm like, you keep talking about it. You bothered, bruh. And then I also think too, because of B2K doing all these interviews and stuff, like it's getting even worse. And I think Versus really is what started all this. See, I didn't watch that. Versus you called me and told me about it. I was like, yeah, Versus exposed Omarion in a way. Like you are nothing without the members of B2K. Weren't they out there like eating fruit or some shit? Eating watermelon and stuff. Him him and um, Orion, his brother. It was just weird. Orion and Omarion? Yes. Omari is his actual name. But yeah. But I well, well, Omari and Omarion. No, it's not Omarion's real name is Omari. Oh, okay. His brother's name is Orion. Okay, I got you. I was like, dang. And Orion is Janae Eichel's baby, baby daddy. Okay. There you go. They're all connected. But um, so yeah, so that's essentially. Like, I was just so over it. I was just the group is never getting back together. I just have to face nope. that. Nope. It's gonna just... have to take a massive bag for them to get to. Like I mean, it's gonna have to take therapy. Honestly, honestly, if the group was smart and Amarion would never agree to this because he's too in his head, because nigga, you ain't that great. But because Fizz was always my favorite. Fizz, I think, was everybody's favorite. You know, Amarion wasn't always the favorite of the group. Out of the four of them, it went Fizz, Bug, Rasby, then Amarion. How many of them was in that group? Four. Damn, he was he was the face and the last. Yeah. He was the face of the group, but he really wasn't like the selling. You know, he wasn't like the heart throb everybody thought he was. Because, mm. because I remember when they really and Fizz talked about this. He said they released, they re-released Pandemonium, like their second album, mm-hmm. but they re-released it with like a couple of remixes and an individual cover for each of them. Yeah. So I went out and bought Fizz's cover. Oh, uh, actually, I mean, from a marketing side, that's smart, but that's definitely a good way to drop a wedge. And they talked you. about the sales, like who sold, which one sold the most. Yeah. Fizz sold the most. Whereas V said in the interview, I don't, I don't remember this conversation. Fizz, like, don't cap, nigga. You don't, you don't even remember this. <laughs> and because Fizz, didn't, honestly, Fizz didn't tell no lies. And it was just weird watching them roll up weed and drinking. I'm just like, oh my God. I was like, we're both, we're all, we're all so we're all, old. We're all adults here. I know it was so just so weird watching like Fizz mm. roll up a joint, like do all that stuff, and I and yeah, smoking. we're all adults here. We all got insurance. But it was, it was part of my childhood that I was just like, God damn, God <laughs> damn. I'm glad I went to that Millennium tour when I did go. I mean, from a group side, like I, I like Drink Champs. Uh, you gotta listen to them in sections though, because them interviews be two like, and a half, th- three two, hours long. Like if I, I would put that on in the car if I was just driving like on a long road trip. Yeah. But yeah. That's how I felt. Like I'm like, man, we ain't gonna never get on Hot Boys reunion because uh, I'm just sitting there listening to you know, I say a slight pivot, but you know, still on yeah. topic with Drink Champs was Turk, that Turk interview. I heard it was crazy. That that shit got it. It started out one way, and then he they started taking shots, and it was like, whoa, mm-hmm. whoa, whoa. He was like, I was in jail, you know, I was in, I was fucking in jail. We was like, what you mean? He was like. Like he was like, I, the real ones know I was doing this in jail. It was like, so you just gonna leave that one where it's at, sir? You're not gonna detail? Nah, the real ones know. I'm like, mm, you left that one open for interpretation, bro. You left that one there, but uh, 
Yeah, the interview started out with him talking about uh, pretty much the drug habits. Mm-hmm. Or his drug habit. And I was like, wasn't expecting that at all. And he also, I remember one interview, he talked about like, he was the one that got BG addicted to heroin. And it was like, damn. It be young people. Damn. Cause BG's still in jail, right? Yeah, I think he. I think he said in the interview he gets out in like two years. Things I was mad because when Turk got out, that's when BG went in. That's when we were supposed to get our hot boy. Uh, so I need them for the next two years to keep their asses like keep their hands to like just stay out of trouble. And juvenile just out here just living living we, his best life. I don't, we seen juvenile more times in concert than I thought we ever th- thought that we ever would see. And had a ball each time. Each time had a great time. Juvie, Juvie the great. Yeah, love that man. He's awesome. Um, but yeah, no, because. God, I forgot what I was ready to say. Oh, because it would suck, though, if BG got out and then. I, I think at this point, they just say, hey, man, we tired. <laughs> I feel like they're going to do Because I think Wayne wants it. Like, all of them want it. Yeah, we was all supposed to have that a while ago. But it just Good never. Good question. Though. Are you going to go to the concert? Probably. Okay, because you be, you be talking about, oh, no, COVID. Probably. Oh, oh go to this concert. You want to take me to go see Escape and, and, and Tevin Campbell and them in November? Cool, cool. That's in November? Mm-hmm. Well, shit, that, that'll be two years from now. We'll get this thing, COVID, you know, play out a little bit more. Bullshit. But anywho. 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 No, bullshit. But anywho. Cass Ken's excuse not to go anywhere. COVID. Yo. Monkey pots. I'm like, you good? I said polio out here. We all right? Uh, polio paralyzing folks. We good. How, we did, got... how did that manage to make a comeback? Uh, I blame Jenny McCartney and anti-vaxxers. Like, they had a... Wasn't this like eradicated... It was, but it's a different kind of polio. That's what they say, but I don't trust that. I don't trust them saying it's a different kind of polio. Mm-hmm. I, but I people, don't. they don't get vaccinated because I mean we're obviously vaccinated for it. It's in one of our shots that we're supposed to take. <laughs> it's in one of them little concoctions. It's in one of the concoctions because okay. I still have had when I come wood. I still haven't. I never had chicken pox because I get chicken pox shot. Well, see, I didn't. That might have been a Georgia thing because talking yeah, to in, in Georgia, you had to get in order for you to go to school, you had to be vaccinated for a chicken pox. Yeah, one of my friends was talking about that. He was like, "Yeah, I never had it. I got vaccinated." I said, "Hold on, bro. We was all born the same year. How the hell did I get it? But you got a vaccination, and my wife got it." He was like, "Bro, I don't know. It was a requirement for school." I said, "That must have been some Georgia shit." Yeah, over here, it was a requirement. For us it was to go like school. to go play with so and so. You you know, we go ahead and knock this thing out because it's worse for when you're gonna do it. And I think it was honestly the year that I was entering pre K, so 1993. I feel like between because my sister had chicken pox, it wasn't a requirement. I had for her. chicken pox too. My sister also was born in 1980, so. But I think for me and my, I think our class, maybe people going into school in 1992, 1993, you had to get chicken pox. Shit. I mean, chicken pox, pox shot. Yeah. The no, vaccine. I had the pox, and now uh. You could get shingles. Risk for well, shingles. You, no, there is a shingles vaccine. Yeah, but you got to be like old as hell to get it. You do. No, I think you got to be like over fifty, maybe. I apologize, not old as hell, but. You got to be a senior to yeah. get it. I yeah, know that. You got to get an AARP. Uh, no, anybody get AARP. You got to be over sixty-five. Anybody get AARP card membership? Seriously? That's like a that's like a that's like a misconception. I remember. I remember they said my dad the thing no. about and he was like, "Fuck." Yeah, no. <laughs> anybody can get AARP membership because I looked into AARP because they have travel deals and whatnot. Mm-hmm. You know, anybody can get an AARP membership. He's, there's no like it's just a misconception. You got. I thought be. it was like as soon as you hit because literally my mm-hmm. dad was like, uh, he was like, "How the hell they know how old I am?" And they sent him that thing in the mail talking about joining. He was like, fuck. That shit was funny, actually. I mean, it's dedicated to people over 50. However, yeah. there is no minimum age requirement. Damn, that's crazy. Yeah, anybody can join. I always thought you had to it's be. It's kind of like AAA. Anybody can join. Well, I mean, you AAA just pay, and AARP are two very different and you things. Can get, yeah, I mean, but you can pay $12 a year for membership. Oh. And that's it. And it automatically renews itself. 
hell the benefits for AARP for twelve dollars a year? Twelve dollars yeah. a year, twelve dollars a month. Twelve dollars a year. What's the you, benefits for that? You get like travel benefits and like oh. discounts, stuff like that. Kind of like AAA discounts. I don't know. I just see. I hear AARP in my mind. I, I see khaki shorts with a t-shirt tucked in and some orthopedic shoes. Listen, and I got some tall some, socks. First off, I got some uh-uh. orthopedic kids. Them hoes is comfortable. All right, uh-uh. I bought them on sale at Macy's and for twenty dollars. I see a fanny pack, a damn polo. Like, I, ain't nothing wrong with that. Ain't nothing wrong with being comfortable no, and nothing. being prepared. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that at all. That's probably why my ass only went out one time this weekend. Because I was like, shit, I was on the couch dying after this weekend. Sit there with a bag of fruit and a bag of corn. I had frozen knees. corn and fruit on my knees. I've never had my knees burn, y'all. My knees were burning after Friday night. And hey, I was like, shit. Should have stretched. I was not prepared. I was not prepared. Should have stretched, man. But no, but. Essentially, yeah. I mean, we had, this has been a good little catch up, mm-hmm. and then this coming week we celebrate four years of marriage. Sorry, I got excited. Thursday, the September twenty second is our um, anniversary. Four years deep. Four, four years in marriage, and this man's still getting my goddamn nerves. Still costing <laughs> me motherfucking money. I swear, I've been to like the ER and urgent care more for him than I ever have been for me. I mean, I I would have preferred not to go, but you know, life be a uh... Life be getting me. I'm always like, okay, hold on. Let me get something to eat first. Then we can go. Because I don't know how long I'm going to be sitting there. <laughs> I will, also will say the past couple of years has been uh, it's been interesting. It's been, like, it's been very interesting just health-wise health from COVID to just other health stuff and life stuff. Hell, hell, getting – you got uh, – we got – wasn't – not it's not it's not laid off during COVID. Oh, you talking about a furlough? You got furlough. Like, so quick that question. That was one of the best things that ever happened. In the past four years of marriage, what is like three things you've learned about being married? Mm, choose your battles. Mm-hmm. Uh, you choose to love your partner. Uh, it's okay if you don't love them some days. It happens. Well, I mean, it is different, but you still like the person. Yes, yes. Like, I definitely see like like I'll say our peers who are how can I say it peers people who are in relationships but you wonder if they were ever like really friends first mm-hmm. uh, but it's like they're trying to play from like an antiquated model or like an old playbook and they're like this shit ain't working this how this is supposed to be I'm like well I mean y'all need, need to learn how to learn how to pivot bro because you, you're trying to hammer in something that's not working that somebody clearly does not want to like partake in within what your expectation is of their role in this position. And really, man, is y'all kind of figured out together. It's not really like I'm going to do this and I'm going to tell you what you're going to do. Yeah. Yeah. That that shit don't work. I think for me, I do want to, I do like the fact that you said pick your battles. I'm still learning that because there are some days I'm going to poke this goddamn bear. Yeah, we know. He gonna he gonna learn to never do this shit again. So I'm gonna let him. I'm gonna give him. You're poking me for three whole days. I'm gonna, yes, and he learned. So, I had and, to. And somebody I, fell in the street, and God said, "Stop playing with my child." <laughs> <laughs> also, to know your partner's boundaries, just because, like, not even like just they know like their mental boundaries. Like, just know, like, okay, if you can, you can, you know, when your partner is exhausted, when they're tired, when they just can't take it anymore, that's when you gotta pick up. That's why. Yeah. So, like, knowing your partner's boundaries, I think, is amazing. Yeah, that's another good one. And then three, I think I learned to, you need to grow, like, you, you no matter how old you get, you're always going to be learning stuff. And I think it's important for 
each person in the relationship to teach the other person something new and help them grow a little bit more. You're going to continue. I feel like when you refuse to grow, like that's when you kind of run into issues. It's like, this is what I'm going to do. And this is just going to be it. I'm not changing or I'm not going to do anything different. Yeah. Even though you're like not happy with your current situation. It's like, this don't even make sense. Cause like I, I love showing Ken new experiences and he does. He showed me like he took me to a Saints game. Like I ain't never been to. I never seen the Saints. Damn, why you just downplay my? You just said he took me to the little Saints game. I, I didn't say little. I said he took me to the Saints. That game. was implied little in there. Because I've never been to the Superdome, so that was fun. Um, I I had a good time. That shrimp, that food was so good. Like y'all, like stadium food. That's like the best stadium food I've ever had in my life. <laughs> but considering how I only had stadium food in the in in the old Georgia Dome, which ain't saying shit. But I'm pretty sure it's better now in the Mercedes Benz. I haven't been there it yet. Is. It is. It is. Okay. <laughs> it's much better. You've been there before. I, a lot of people have been there before me. And I'm yeah, just like, I went to Atlanta United, Atlanta United game, which we need to go back to, but they ain't doing too hot right now. Tickets should be cheap then. Uh, so I will say, because like, I like the fact that we show each other different stuff. Mm-hmm. I like the fact that we are able to, like, for example, I, I would love to go to Amtrak train on my birthday from Birmingham to New Orleans. And I told Ken, I was like, we can use my credit card points for a free, for like free stay at the Hyatt in Shit, New Orleans. The union might have something to do with that. We we got time, but. Now we, they got time. They got time, but like, we just like experiencing new things together. Like, I feel like if you can't experience stuff together, then why, then. Yeah. Like never be stagnant Mm-mm. in your relationship. Mm-mm. And then it's okay for your and I always tell Ken if you fall I'm there and I think that's something that we have that he is. I saw was me I'm sorry, in the not, attic again, man. Not literally fall, but I mean yeah, even if you do fall, I'm there to catch you. <laughs> but we had that's something I think Ken had to learn the hard way when he fell through the goddamn ceiling. <laughs> um, that like you don't have to do everything. Like you don't. I don't need you to do everything. Yeah. Like I, I guess this persona of what I guess you thought a partner needed to be. Well, I say really just kind of life experiences. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll say not necessarily being well experienced with expressing yes. what I was looking for or what I needed. Oh, I'm sorry, what I wanted. Sometimes what I needed. And you brought the, you've had me shelve Grumpy Bear. And <laughs> I'll say be more expressive bear. Yes. It makes me slightly uncomfortable, but it does feel better. It does. And I always tell Ken, like how Ken tells me he can't read my mind. I can't reach your mind. So like I'm, he's getting, I have to pull teeth out of him most of the time in order for him to like fully express himself. But I, I, I get it. Like I pick up on cues from him. Like I know when he's off. I know when he's like not feeling it. So I'm always like, Hey, let's go do this. Hey, you want to go out and do this just to kind of make him feel better. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. And then also, like, for example, this weekend, Ken really hasn't been eating that much meat. And so, when I got home today. It's, from been, about, it's been about two weeks. Yeah. So, I was, when I got home today, I was like, do you want a veggie, do you want a, a veggie flatbread? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm. I will say I feel better having. Uh, uh, that sounds weird. It's been, I'll say in the past 14 days, I want to say I've had chicken maybe out of, I'm including yesterday, but that was just because, you. well, you forced me to eat them. It was like, he was like, he was like, eat this. And I was like, I was all right. Cool. He was like, eat this. I was like, all right. But I'll say two and it's been two and a half days out of 14. Mm-hmm. I feel pretty good. Like, it's like, I don't feel heavy after I eat. Yeah. It's light. Uh, like, it's just, it's different. 
Like I, I kind of like it, but re- what the thing that gets me with a lot of stuff is like we have to overseason a lot of our meat to make it taste good. Like why are these cuts? Like why is chicken so? Why is the chicken so damn big? For number one, it's like it's plumper, but there's no flavor there, so you have to add more seasonings into it. So it's 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 weird. And like I don't know if that shit real or not, but something came down my timeline of a a guy that worked. I think at a, it was a pig feed plant, and how they was like mixing in like plastic, plastic into the the grinder to mix into the feed. And I was like, damn, pigs really will just eat anything. And I was like, wait, so they're just feed open, knowingly feeding these things plastic? And I, I I say that as somebody I don't eat a lot of pork. Every now and then, you know, I might have me some bacon or some sausage, or I'm impartial to you know. Boudin, like I, I like it, but uh, yeah. After seeing that, I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna take a little break. I love how we went from about our marriage talking about meat, how you shouldn't eat meat. And but- I didn't say you shouldn't <laughs> eat it. It's just uh, it's made me think more how you see, you know, you'll see like grain fed or grass fed and all this other stuff. I was like, what the fuck, them and what they've been feeding these things. No, but I definitely will say like we've. Back on pivoting back to our marriage. Hey, it's still it's still there. It's just a slight aside. You know, this year going to our fourth year of marriage, our whole life changed. Like you live in a whole different city. Mm-hmm. We live an hour and a half away from each other. We see each other not every day, but I mean, for the most part, we see probably three to four times every every four days. We see each other for three to four days a week. Um. So, but yeah, like we're learning. We're essentially dating again, and yeah. we're learning how to also work out issues. Not being from together, a distance, from a distance, which is hard over the phone versus like in person. Yeah. So I will say that. But this, I'm not gonna say it's. It's just different. Yeah. It's just different. Uh, not in a bad, but it's. I'll say it's been fun in a sense, but at the same time, it's just like, man, I want to be back in my house. <laughs> I like being able to go to Huntsville every. every I mean, yeah, it's cool, but I'm like, it. some days like, I don't I do, like this shit. I, I don't do like want it Ken. One bit. I do want Ken back at the home every day, though. I do miss having somebody to like talk to, like in person. Like, I could go out, you know, meet people. But hey, girl, let's go out. I don't want to do that shit. <laughs> I like being at home. I don't have a social meter. Like, I, it's, it's weird. It's like I want to go out, but I don't want to be around people. I just, I just, this is the process of getting ready for me. It ain't even that. Like, I'm cool when I get there, but I'm just like. Dang, people, oh yeah, once I get there, I'm good. It's like people, crowds, man. I just gotta be around people. People gonna be doing weird shit. Like, well, it's I like think, God just get me home in the way I love. And I think COVID kind of—I don't say it spoiled me, but kind of changed my. I guess you know I used to be—I was a social person, but honestly, ever since COVID, I'm just like, mm, I'm good. I like being because you realize people really—you realize as people don't. The majority wise, you feel like people don't necessarily care for their well-being. And it's like, if they don't care about themselves, I know they don't give a fuck about me. It's just mentally exhausting being around large groups of people having to, to like, talk to. <laughs> <laughs> Mine is just, like, social responsibility as, like, a as like a whole. Like, you can't be in crowds of people and they looking at you funny. Like, I remember that time we went somewhere and these people, like, had denied that COVID was even a thing. And I'm just looking at them like, oh, man, good luck. Good luck. And it's like, I don't understand people that have to, like, experience things in order to acknowledge that it exists. Yeah. And that's something that's always found, that I've always found just kind of weird. But, you know, like, common sense. I, saw, I heard this quote. I don't know where I saw that, but it was like, common sense is not a flower that grows in everybody's garden. 
Ooh, I like that. That should it, that should be somebody's shirt. Uh, it's on, it's got it's somewhere. But when I saw that, I was like, "You're right." Like, what might be common for me is not common for somebody else. I want to get pivot back to the marriage. Um, in the four years we've been married, what are like your top three things? Like top three moments of our marriage that you're like, like a highlight reel? Yeah, essentially, yes. Just off top of your head, top three moments of our marriage. You're like, oh, this is the best. Like good, good, good moments. The Formula One trip was dope. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I had I had a little moments, uh, little moments of clarity during the week. I was like, "Damn, my wife's dope." <laughs> uh, really? You've never told me that. Well, welcome. Uh, I'm trying. I don't know. I can, it's like just trying to pick. I'm trying to pick the highlights, and it's like. We don't really have lows. We we do like we have our we have our lows. Yeah, but they're very few and far in between. So it's like you're trying to pick in between, pick, pick trying to pick in between the lows. It's hard because it's. I feel like our average is pretty high. I mean, yeah, it is. Cause I know like I said for me definitely the Formula One trip because we went yeah. to. No, oh, I'm not saying we don't have our lows. But oh no, it's we like, do have our lows. I mean, because like like for for example. One of our lows, I will say this recently because of the damn ceiling. When Ken was like, he had, he, had, he had to go back to Huntsville for work. But I was like, hey, can you stay? Oh, okay. I got you. In my mind, I was like, since you gloke, this was, this was your accident. I need you to stay to watch it be finished. Technically, it was whoever installed it. And anywho. And so... He left in the middle of the project not being done, leaving me here to fit, to just essentially deal with it. And I was just like, I really don't want to. This is like your thing. And so we got into an argument about that. He went driving back from Huntsville to Birmingham the next day to pretty much and work from home to like, and the sad part is the contractor couldn't even come back. So, yeah. So that I will say that because we got to argument about that. Y'all, he cussed at me. He cussed at me. You cussed at me. You cussed at me first. I did not. I did. You're the cause. You're the cause to my effects. I'm calling shenanigans on all that. But we eventually made up like this past weekend about it and other stuff. So I would say like we do have our lows. I would say for me like from one of the top three highs would definitely be a Formula One race because we got to experience a Formula One in real life and also a new well it's not a new country first would be actually both. it really was just the entire canada trip yeah like that was fun like that whole that whole trip was fun i will say our honeymoon was fun because mm-hmm. we both that was your first time ever being in europe yeah that was my second time Shit, died a little bit in greece <laughs> but we had fun and then i also want to say like the third one would probably be like our like intimate moments like where we just sit down on the couch and watch movies and order takeout like, I love oh, you that. got me thinking about that damn Dr. Pimple Popper. I am scarred from watching that. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> that shit's funny. But I think about like our random just time just sitting on the couch and ordering takeout and just watching movies, and then and then going on YouTube to this thing called New Rockstar. Shout out to New Rockstar to for them to dissect the movie that we just watched so that they can tell us things that we missed. It's it's mainly comic book related things or like Marvel and House of the Dragons. 
Game of Thrones. Oh, you said it right. Not yes. House of Dragons. It's not House of Dragons, y'all. It's House of the Dragons. You know, that, that really messed me up on Twitter, trying to find a hashtag. I was like, H-O-D, why can I not find it? How is H-O-T-D? Because House of the Dragon. Oh. Who the hell says House of the Dragon? It's House of Dragons. House of the dra- House of Dragons. But I guess because Game... Well, no, that's, that's not even the Game of... Yeah. The Game of Thrones? The, is that what it's called? No, it's called Game of Game Thrones. Game of Thrones? Yeah. They got shortened the Dim Thrones at one mm-hmm. point. But I'm excited though for this episode of House of the Dragons tonight. But I also say I love how we be like binge watch shows together. Mm-hmm. I love that we do that. Like we, we binge watched P Valley, we binge watched BMF. We we literally will wait until the show who's like build up and we'll just sit there and watch it all day. I don't miss the days of tuning in every week. Like Netflix said yeah, they might go back. Netflix said that they might start doing that. And they might lose a subscriber. They are, because I'm a binger. I love to binge watch. You allow us to watch it on our time yes. versus when it's, you know, available for you. Cause that's what I do with shows on my DVR. I just yeah. let the shows build up and I like go and start watching them. Damn man, I remember as a kid, like I had I had the T V VCR compo and like, you know, you was in school, you know, you didn't get home in time, you know, you had to set the thing to record. So luckily, you had to put the tape in, and you know how many times I'd have missed some shit because the tape was at the end. You see, like the first five minutes, you're like, "What happened?" And it's like you you cannot. It's not going to be showed again next no. week. It's going to the next episode. Well, my mom's coworkers used to record passions for me. I love. How old are you? I love passions. That was my favorite soap opera. It was meant for no, no lie. They did a whole article about how passions is introducing a younger audience to soap operas. Just saying. He was like. 12. I was like 10. I was in fifth grade when I started Hell watching no. Passions. I was there from the beginning, okay? From the very beginning. I, I remember going to like a summer camp and one of the counselors really being in being in a Passions. So during one time when we had to go chill in her room, like she was like, y'all be quiet. I'm watching Passions. And I'm just like, what the hell is this? And who's this person drinking martinis? <laughs> oh, Timmy and the witch. That's all. That's all I remember. And I was like, mm, I'm good. Mm. But no, but I love that show. I thought she was cute, but that's the only reason why I was sitting down. So I was talking to the counselor? Yeah. <laughs> of course she did. But um, but no, but yeah, I will say like being married four years has been, it's been good. It's been interesting, but good. <laughs> interesting. Yes. Now I did tell Ken, if I ever meet Sir Lewis Hamilton, I might just made, might have just met my second husband. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Do not know. You know, cause you know, I can't, I can't stop God's plan. Okay. I can't stop God's plan. If Sir Lewis Hamilton just, it might happen, and I might become a vegan, and I'll, and I'll stop drinking because he doesn't drink and he doesn't eat meat. So it's okay. I also have a healthier, richer lifestyle. I'll break you off. I'll, I'll break you off some. Don't worry. I'll break you off some money. Not not no alimony type of situation, but like I make sure you get some. I got you. I'm looking out for you. We still family at the end of the day. We still friends. <laughs> ah, Ken, like, I wish you would. You can't leave me. I did, I did tell Ken, you can't leave you me. You disloyal. I told Ken, he was like, you can't leave me. Only way out of this marriage is, we're going to say death to us part. It's the only way out of this bitch. Said a box. <laughs> Which is sad. Please don't please don't eat no peanuts. Cause yeah, they're going to they they blame it on me. Don't. <laughs> Oh yeah, I already told him. I told him if I die under any mysterious circumstances, hey bro, she did it. How you gonna put it out there like that? Now and and listen, listen, you are if you are more to me alive than you are dead. I always said if I, you know, if, it, if I ever just randomly fell off a boat or just randomly did something, 
hey, just check the spouse. I would never. Episode of Snap. I would never, because I wouldn't survive in jail. I realized, like, every... I watched a lot of jail shows, and I was like, in mean, prison shows, jail and prison are two different things, okay? Very. I would not survive either one of them. Um, I'm short. I can't be nobody's bitch. The only thing that gets me with it is, like, the... Uh... It's like it ends up being. No, I ain't gonna go down that road. It ends say, up being just kind of like. Just be an episode for another day. No, I was about to say poverty and the people with mental. Should just be an episode for another day where we talk about how the jail system really doesn't rehabilitate people. It's making them even worse, lock them up in cages like animals and expect them to come out as society as. as, as I mean, it's not really set up for you to succeed. So It's not, no. Not but at all. We'll leave that for another day. We will. But uh, but yeah, y'all. So I hope y'all have a good rest of the week. Don't let Mercury's retrograde fuck you up. You got two more weeks of this. October first is the last day. But then you also have the shades, like the leftovers from Mercury retrograde. So technically, I think like the seventh of October is when we're completely in the clear. So we sliding into Halloween off of retrograde. Yes. This sounds like a terrible idea. We are. This I think like a, I think it's the last one for the year too. This sounds like a terrible idea. Yeah. Right. Oh, Halloween can't wait. Oh, September. I think. Speaking of Halloween, the Halloween 2 Hocus Pocus comes out September 29th. <laughs> it comes out the end of this month, so I'm excited. I can't think of any movie from a childhood when I think of like, oh, it's a Halloween movie you got to watch. I think of Hocus Pocus and Halloween, Halloween Town. Because <laughs> even Charlie Brown's pumpkin thingy or whatever wasn't even that great. Like, I don't even remember that one. For Charlie Brown, it's thing of Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. No, it really, it's really them two movies. Yeah. Disney really cornered Halloween. Oh, wait, no. And also, well, technically it's a Christmas movie, but Nightmare Before Christmas. You can watch yeah. that Halloween and Christmas. Yes, I think of that more. Actually, you can watch that from Halloween to Christmas. I think of that more for Christmas. Yeah. It's still creepy, though. Mm-hmm. But yeah, definitely, yeah. So, but yeah, Hocus Pocus and Halloween Town. Wait, also, Nightmare, Nightmare Before Christmas is also Disney. So, Disney just has that whole has that whole month, of, has Halloween pretty much cornered. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yeah, yeah that really does. But... Uh, we will talk to you guys later. Have a good rest of your week. See y'all. And uh, remember, if it does not bring you joy, don't do it. Mm-hmm. Enjoy yourself. Yes. I'm, I'll, be 30, I'll be 34 this year. I'm just trying to live life. No worries to Courtney Kardashian. I'm just living life. I'm just trying to live life. You said that like that was profound. First of all, I love her. Okay, She's my favorite Kardashian. <laughs> she's, she's the least problematic one. <laughs> Bye, y'all. Bye.